0: This is to the point with Marcus Amman where we cut through all the noise to discuss the themes driving the world of automotive sales and service. Let's get to it.
1: Powered by Rocket.
0: There has arguably been no consumer selling point that has been more pivotal to driving new vehicle sales than brand loyalty. It is a core element of practically every legacy automaker's product positioning strategy, especially in today's market in which so many new auto brands are vying for conquest car buyers. Even in the growing shift to electric vehicles, many of the long-standing automotive brands tend to anchor a lot of their marketing on the premise that they simply have more experience in the business as it undergoes this major transformation. But how has the idea of brand loyalty changed over the years? Is it still as relevant as it was decades ago? And what, if any, impact have the past two years in the business had on brand loyalty? This week on To The Point, we tackle those questions and more with Tyson Jomini, Vice President of Data and Analytics with J.D. Power, following the company's recent release of a study exploring automotive brand loyalty in today's competitive market. Hi, Tyson. Thank you for joining us on To The Point. Hi, Marcus. Thanks for having me. So, Tyson, let's dig right into it. What was the biggest takeaway from this brand loyalty study?
1: Well, for me, one of the biggest takeaways is actually loyalty continues to improve. Um, And when you think about where the industry has been, I mean, a lot of people have heard by now, there's not a lot of cars on dealer lots. Um, and there's been a lot of upheaval that started with COVID. It's gone on with the microchip shortage and all other part shortages. Um, and so the idea of customers being loyal to a brand was all up in the air. But instead, we actually saw loyalty improve in the most recent year.
0: What tends to drive these the higher loyalty rates uh, for an automotive brand?
1: Well, what's, what's cool about loyalty, and I get really excited talking about it, is that there's no one hit that just that just covers your loyalty, uh, but there's a few things that we see kind of across the board um, that that you need to have in order to to retain your customers. Certainly in the auto industry and perhaps in in many other industries as well. Uh, probably one of the biggest ones is you have to have a, a big portfolio, right? If if you're uh, you own a car, you own a sports car, then all of a sudden you have a baby on the way. Well, if your favorite brand doesn't have a three row SUV or a minivan, you know, you're probably gonna bolt that brand.
0: So and and how has that changed over the years, this idea of of those those kind of touch points that drive that those higher loyalty rates?
1: Yeah, so I mean, over the years, what we've seen are a number of of brands uh, become full line brands, and I mean, you think about like your Ford and Chevrolets of the world, and and of course they they have from you know cars and SUVs through trucks, uh, but even in brands like BMW and Mercedes Benz have really filled out their portfolio. Um, and and they've really added more models. Uh, some in some cases they're creating new segments that we didn't even know existed uh, in between segments. Um, and so uh, most automakers have added a large number of vehicles to their portfolios, particularly SUVs. Uh, but of course, that's not the the only thing that drives loyalty. Is is not not just portfolio.
0: You know, we tend to hear that when it comes to younger car buyers, they are not as loyal. Is did you are are you uncovering some of that in in your studies?
1: Yeah, that's that's a funny funny you would say that. Um, so what we've seen in the auto industry, and it actually it started in April of of 2020, right in the height of COVID. Millennials have taken over the auto industry. Uh, it used to be baby boomers were the largest buying demographic, um, and then during COVID. Um, we saw uh, millennials, you know, take over, and not just not just a small change, become the number one buying demographic during this time. Um, and so, the idea that uh, the younger consumer is, is less loyal, and maybe that's true when you're you're really young, but as millennials have grown into, uh, you know, the life stages event, Marcus, they're they're having families, they're moving to the suburbs, they're they're, they're doing all the things that the generations before them did. Um, And as they've done that, we're seeing loyalty continues to improve. So they're really turning conventional wisdom on its ear.
0: So are they looking for the same kind of things as it relates to brand loyalty that perhaps um, an older demographic might be looking at?
1: Well, this group, I think, what we've found in research is they're far more interested in relationships and in, in understanding the mission of, of businesses that, that they, they work with and, and frequent. Um, and so, for this group, there's a slightly different idea about what would drive loyalty. Um, and so, one of the items, of course, is you know you have to have a large portfolio, but you also have to have you know, a dealer body that that works well with consumers and, and treats them well. And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why I get so excited about loyalty is because both the automaker has to have great high quality products that consumers want to buy and the dealers have to take care of their customers. And so I think with millennials, that's what we're seeing is this relational aspect with dealers is, is maybe slightly different than the confrontational aspect that, you know, maybe baby boomers, uh you know, would would recognize.
0: You know, you would think that there is a direct correlation between how a brand ranks in, in a loyalty study like this and their overall sales. But is that is that true? Is that always the case that there's a direct correlation between the two?
1: Well, it's certainly a, a good indicator. Um, so it, it, it's showing very well this year uh, that in our study, the, the four brands that won across the five categories, uh, Ford uh, won for pickups or for trucks. Uh, Toyota won for both mainstream car and mainstream SUV. Uh, we saw BMW win for luxury SUV and Porsche for luxury car. Basically, all these brands were gaining share while they were improving loyalty. Um, and so what I really like about this, this study is, is how closely it points toward, toward share. Now, in the past couple of years with the, uh, with the challenges of the supply chain and the auto industry, no one's volumes are, are really growing, uh, maybe outside of, of Tesla's. Uh, but from a, a mainstream and, and premium perspective, uh, right now it's all about share. Uh, and seeing those brands that won this award also do very well in share gains for the year really validates uh, our findings.
0: You touched on the the important role that that dealerships play in this this overall sort of brand loyalty. Um, do you think that dealerships are aware of that aspect of their business and and if so, how and if not, why?
1: Well, I think it's your and my job to let them know how how important it is. Uh, but yeah, they they certainly see themselves as as the touch point uh, between between the buyer and and the automaker. I mean that that's what the retailer body is, um, and and I think they 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 get it. Um, but to to really see how tangible it is, uh, you take a brand like like BMW. Um, BMW had amazing share gains. Uh, this this past year. Um, this brand is is getting consumers into their vehicles really quickly. I mean, almost as soon as a vehicle arrives at a BMW dealership, it has been pre-sold or pre-ordered and it is going out the door. Uh, about two-thirds of BMW's SUVs are leaving the dealership in under ten days from arriving. I mean, two out of every three vehicles, as soon as it arrives, the you know the dealer picks up the phone calls the consumer hey your your car SUVs here and and those consumers are getting right over um, and so there's a, a pretty strong touch point there that the dealers are providing and, and a, certainly for a brand like BMW it's showing up in their loyalty numbers.
0: When when you look at that specifically how the the entire process of buying a vehicle is changing, what kind of impact does that have on brand loyalty?
1: Well, in theory, it, it actually should, should throw a lot of loyalty up in the air. Um, you know, today, consumers, um, you know, they're, they're doing more work uh, over the Internet, over the phone. You know, they're, they're, they're finding their vehicle ahead of time because you have to. There's just not enough cars out there. Um, and so, you know, as, as mobile as you are, uh, you could just easily call a different dealer, or a different brand, buy something else. I mean, you're, you're already making the call. Um, so it's different than in the old days where, you know, we'd show up on a Saturday and, and go to a, you know, a Ford dealership and, and maybe drive three or four different Fords and colors and trims. Um, those days are kind of behind us. Um, so there there was a, a big risk here. So the fact that loyalty went up uh, was was particularly shocking, uh, given what it could have done.
0: Was that your biggest surprise from the study?
1: Well, loyalty has been has been trending higher for, for several years. Uh, but for me personally, that that was um, to to see that um, with all of the, the friction out there today, uh, that that dealers and automakers uh, are still able to to retain uh, to retain their owners because, as we know, uh, a loyal owner is a more profitable owner. Uh, for for businesses, I mean, you you can much more profitably serve someone who wants to be there, who wants to be engaging uh, with your business. Um, and so, with the changes we've seen in the auto industry, there was a big risk. And so, the fact that it went up again uh, was quite frankly a shock. Because if, if you don't have a car to sell me, you're asking me to wait. And, and consumers have waited, and that's the amazing thing.
0: The industry now is is being driven by a lot of technology on a number of different fronts. Um, what kind of impact is technology having on this idea of brand loyalty?
1: Well, I mean, we're seeing technology in in many different places in the auto industry, right? Um, you, you see it um, as how we're we're buying vehicles now. Um, so many automakers have have made it easy to to go online and, and buy a vehicle um, and and basically configure it. Um, and and get exactly the kind of vehicle you want. And so there's been a lot of of, uh, push for what we call digital retailing. Um, A lot of consumers may just call that, you know, buying, right? It's the Amazon way. That's just what you do. You go online. Uh, Well, the car industry has been a little bit slow to adopt that model, and it's finally coming around. Um, But, of course, beyond that, you know, we see technology and the vehicles themselves evolving pretty rapidly. Um, And I think probably the the biggest wild card in that is, of course, the, the transition to EVs. Uh, and and the changes that may bring as well.
0: Yeah, how how is that, uh, the EV, the wider adoption EVs, how is that looking to impact this idea of brand loyalty?
1: Yeah, once once again, it kind of throws another wrench into uh, the loyalty equation. Uh, How how do you keep customers in the fold as they're transitioning to EVs? Uh, Because right now, uh, automakers have one or two maybe EVs uh, out there. And so if you if you want a pickup truck right now uh, and you want an EV, well, there's the the, the Hummer, which is still over $100,000. And you have the F-150 Lightning, of course, uh, which is also, uh, it's transacting well above $80,000 on average. Um, or you have like the Rivian, uh, which, which is also about a $75,000 truck. And so you say, well, I don't want an $80,000 truck. I want a, a $40,000 truck. Well, if an automaker doesn't have a truck at that price point and that consumer wants it, they could be out the door and go go somewhere else. Not to mention the the business model of, of going to a dealership and, and and dealing directly with the dealer, not the automaker. That's also kind of changing. I mean, as mentioned, uh, many automakers are making it possible to order directly through the automaker. Uh, the dealer will still do delivery of the vehicle. Um, but uh, with EVs, it seems like starting with Tesla, a lot of consumers are... are uh, are, are buying directly, uh, or as about as direct as they can in the auto industry these days. Um, so that also stands to, to bring an element of risk to the loyalty model.
0: How does that put added pressure on the automakers to quickly or to move swiftly? Uh, that is to, to, to produce some vehicles that are more affordable in the segment, in the EV segment.
1: Yeah, I, I think they, there, there's a lot of pressure, certainly, um, with the, the new Inflation Reduction Act and the elements that pertain to EVs uh, from, from that bill that President Biden signed uh, earlier this year, uh, there's a lot of elements there that, that try to encourage lower price EVs. So, for instance, the cap on EV sedans is $55,000. Uh, when we look out there, you know, today, what would qualify for that? It, it's about 40% of, of car EVs would qualify. The 60%, the majority, uh, are over that price limit already um so it, it's a much more challenging environment, and so we're seeing pressure from consumers uh, to to offer lower priced eVs. We're seeing the uh, the infrastructure of you know the government encouraging automakers to provide that as well uh, and so hopefully over time here as eVs become cheaper to produce, uh, we will start to see that end of the market fill in. but right now they are still kind of expensive.
0: Wow so tyson, when you look when you look in the future um, how important with all of these, these other factors and variables that are playing a role in, in, in the midst of this transformation we're in in automotive, how important will brand loyalty continue to be in this new world of automotive?
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be a pretty critical factor. I mean, um, if you have loyal customers, again, it, it makes the, the whole transaction of selling a car to them much more efficient. Basically, uh, a loyal customer requires fewer incentives, uh, requires fewer reasons to convince them to to buy the brand. Um, And so, if they're already loyalists and already believe in the brand, uh, from from the old you know internal combustion engine days through through the EV days, um, this will really fund automakers' operations. You know, if you have a a strong, reliable customer base, um, you know you you can draw on that. Now, if you're a, a brand with uh not a lot of of loyalty not a lot of sales you know there's a lot of niche brands out there i'm not going to pick on any of them but uh you know some of the smaller more niche brands like a a mini or a fiat um or even like a jaguar or or some of the other ones they're they're a little bit more niche right they don't have a big portfolio well this is their opportunity to to also make those inroads, right? Um, it, you can you can also use the fact that if you don't have a lot of, of sales, you're you're kind of a small brand. Well, this is your moment to kind of to to cash in and, and really get out there and and bring customers into your brand. If they don't know you, well, this is a, a clean sheet here to uh, to establish your brand image with a brand new set of customers.
0: Wow, good insight, Tyson. Um, thank you for bringing us up to speed on what is clearly. Um, still remains to be vitally important when it comes to maintaining that relationship with customers and and bringing in new consumers
1: all right well thank you marcus
0: now back to the noise <laughs>